Welcome to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation Podcast hosted by me, Michaela J. Get ready to dive into an action-packed, bougie-based, and spiritually guided experience on all things manifesting your next level luxe life. Let's go. Hey boo, welcome back to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation Podcast with your girl. It is I, the Michaela J, here to teach you how to manifest your next level luxe life. Hello to the bougie bitches of 2024. Oh my gosh. Welcome back to another episode. Can you believe? Okay. We're putting this up on Wednesday. Duh. Like always. In two days, I am going to be getting on a plane and flying to fucking Bali. Holy shit. If you've been listening to the podcast for a hot minute, you may or may not know I lived in Bali for like four months during the pandemic and it was the best thing ever. And it was just like the most divine aligned thing that had happened. Maybe we can do a whole episode talking about how that even occurred, but I am so excited. I haven't been back. I left in April of 2020. I have not been back. It's been like three years. Oh my gosh. And I'm just so excited to soak up the sun and smell the incense everywhere. Oh my gosh. And eat all the vegan food and ride on a scooter and just frolic on the beach. I'm so excited. My husband and I are going for two weeks. We never got to take a honeymoon after we got married. So we're kind of considering this as our honeymoon. And then the third week I'm in Bali, I am hosting my official Bali retreat, which I am so excited about. We have eight amazing women coming and it's just going to be it's going to be a blast. The theme of the retreat is spiritual sabbatical. Each one of my retreats has a different theme. We always go to a different location. We do different activities and I'm super, super excited about this one. So I can't believe in two days I'll be getting on a plane. If you're not following me on Instagram, you definitely want to be following me on Instagram so you can see all of the Bali adventures. But speaking of retreats, speaking of which our sponsor of the week is drum roll. If you can hear my nails. (laughs) the waitlist for my next retreat is officially out now. This retreat is going to be in August. And for you to get all the juicy details to find out the location, find out the theme, get all the info and snag the coveted early bird discount, you got to sign up for the waitlist. It's going to be linked in the show notes. It's also going to be linked on my Instagram. And all you have to do is put in your name and your email and you will get sent all of the secret waitlist info. I am so excited for you guys to see what's going down at this next retreat. I'm excited to see who jumps in. And honestly, you guys, Bali sold out so fast. So once you're on the wait list, if it's a fuck yes, I would literally jump, like run, grab your credit card, reserve your spot because my retreats, one, are not to be missed and two, they sell out very, very quickly. I am so excited. So our sponsor of the week is our retreat wait list. It's gonna be linked for you in the show notes. I can't wait to hopefully get to see you in person, squeeze you, help you create a breakthrough, take you on some fun adventures, cheers some wine together, some champagne, some non-alcoholic champagne, whatever your vibe is, and have a blast with other spiritual ladies. So if you want to come on one of my trips, after you see the Bali retreat, you're going to want to come on one of my trips, (laughs) definitely sign up for the wait list. But we're doing a quickie episode this week. I want to get into it. You want to get into it. So let's go into the episode. The 
today we're talking about owning your desires. And this is going to be a quickie because I'm going to tell you a story and I'm going to tell you the lessons and then I'm going to send you out into the world so you can practice this mindset for yourself. We're going to set the scene. It was my birthday weekend. I told you guys I was buying the bottle of Dom champagne for my birthday, which was my manifestation. I had always wanted to buy a bottle of Dom and I never thought that I would because I was like, it's a $250 bottle of champagne. That's like literally crazy, you know, but I did it and it felt normal and it felt exciting. And I was like, yeah, we are in the energy of our goals this year. It felt that normal, but I want to tell you a story. And it was so normal that I wore like wind pants to the alcohol store. Now, granted, they are Dior vintage wind pants, but you can't tell. Like it doesn't say that anywhere, but they're really cute. So I was wearing that and I think my Balenciagas and like a blue crew neck hoodie. Like I didn't look fancy. I didn't have makeup on. I like freshly washed hair and that was the vibe. Austin and I went to this nice liquor store here in Austin and I walked in and we found this shorter lady and she was like, Hey, can I, how can I help you guys? Cause we walked immediately over to like the fancy champagne section where it's all locked away and like cool. Uh, and she, and I told her, I was like, we just want to grab a bottle of Dom please. And she said, Oh, that's such a great champagne. Are you celebrating something? And I was like, yeah, it's my birthday. Cause we went the day before my birthday. I was like, it's my birthday tomorrow. So we're doing a little birthday party celebration. I've never had it before. I'm super excited. She goes in the back, grabs it, and is talking to us. She's like, if you want to get another bottle, you know, kind of giving her recommendations. And she was like, I'm going to hold this box for you at the front. When you're ready to check out, come find me. Out of nowhere, this small, decrepit man just crawls his way into our conversation, literally comes out of nowhere. And he was like, that's not the best bottle we have you're buying, you're buying Dom. What's the occasion? You know? And I'm like, Oh, it's going to be my birthday. I'm so excited. He's like, well, you should really think about getting this one instead. And like points out a different champagne. And he's like, or you should get this one. This one's really good. Like, honestly, that one's a lot better than the Dom. And I was like, Oh, I think we're good. Just the Dom today. But like, thank you so much for your recommendations. And he's like, you know, last week I was talking to whoever insert French name here. He like really was trying to sound fancy. A moral of the story, he was like, total champagne snob, right? He's like, I was just talking to Jean-Pierre last week, and he said that Dom sells or produces 7 million bottles a year. And in my mind, I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing, right? That's literally my first reaction. And he, he goes, how exclusive is it really if they're producing 7 million bottles. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. He goes, so if you actually want something special, you should get one that's more small batch. Uh, and he's like, if you're going to spend $250 on champagne, you might as well get a good one. Like he was at this point, he started to be very rude to us. And now my husband's getting annoyed because one, he knew how big of a deal it was for me to buy this bottle. Two, he knew how excited I was. And he's also just very protective. So he is getting visibly annoyed and I'm just handling the situation. I'm like, oh, we're just, I'm really excited about trying the Dom. You know, I've never had it. And he's like, well, I guess if you're buying for a label and not taste, then you're going to go with the Dom. And I literally looked this man in the eyes who is probably like two inches shorter than me. Because if you don't know, I'm like 5'10". I'm like a giant. Okay, so I looked this little man in the eyes. And I was like, I am actually. I'm going to do a photo shoot. I'm going to use the photo for my vision board. I'm taking some videos. I'm excited to pop the bottle. I've never had it before. So yeah, I actually am. 
And he was like, yeah, I guess if you're, if you're buying for the label, whatever. And so we just, at that point, just walked away. And we went to another section in the store because we were getting a bottle of Veuve Clicquot also. And this other worker comes up to us and he asks, he's like, hey guys, you shopping for some awesome champagne today? And I was like, yeah, we got a good one that's up at the register and we're just grabbing some bottles of Web and we're good to go, but thank you so much. He's like, all good. Let me know if you need anything. He walks back an aisle to the decrepit old man and we hear so loud in this store, oh my God, so loud in this store. We hear the old decrepit man go, don't worry, they're buying for label, not taste. And now my husband's pissed. And so I'm like calming him down. And he was like, he's like, this is such bad customer service. You don't deserve to be treated like that when you're buying these bottles for your birthday. You know, and so like now he's upset. I'm just giggling it off. Okay. And I'm going to explain my whole mindset after I tell this story. But we finished walking around the store shopping. We check out. And that was the end of those shit interactions. Basically, we get in the car and Austin is like, fuming. He's like, I can't believe that just happened. I can't believe that old man just said all of that, you know, going off. And I'm just sitting there like, honestly, that's fine. (laughs) That is fine. I don't have to explain myself. If I desire a certain bottle of champagne of a certain brand, then that's what I want. (laughs) If I desire a certain handbag from, let's say, YSL, that's what I want. And there's always going to be those naysayers of, oh, well, you're just buying the web because you see it on Instagram. You're just buying the Dom because you hear celebrities talk about it. You're just, you're just buying Gucci because you want to be cool and fit in. You just, you just want that car because society says you should have fast, fancy cars. I mean, some people are like that, but for most of us, we just genuinely desire those things. I genuinely desired to try the Dom. I worked with Melanie Ann Lair. She's really big in the coaching industry. She was my coach a couple of years ago, and she always had videos of her Dom, and she would send us videos of her and her fiance cheersing their champagne glasses of Dom in the group chat whenever they would celebrate. I just remember watching those videos and seeing those beautiful photos of a beautiful moment of celebration. Like, wow, that that's a moment. That's a celebration. That's a bottle for celebration. The branding is beautiful. The box, the, I mean, everything. It was just the vibe. So of course I want to try it and that's okay. So while I was going through this moment, here's this man basically telling me, oh, you're just buying for the label. You're buying for the label in a way to kind of tear me down or slander me for wanting the thing that I want. But here's the thing, decrepit old man. You can't bring a bad bitch down. You can't bring me down. And when you own your desires, it doesn't matter what people say because you still desire it. Somebody could come up to me and be like, you know what? You probably just want a Lambo truck because all these millionaires out here buy a Lambo truck and you probably think it's so cool. I don't give a shit about that. I like the car. I see them on the streets and I want to be driving one. I genuinely desire that. I love the way it looks. I want to have that experience. I want to drive it. I want a massage while I'm driving. They are massage chairs, people. Okay. That's why I desire it. And I own that desire. It's something I wholeheartedly want. 
not for any ego reason other than the fact that I want it. And it was the same thing with this champagne. And I think somebody in this position who wasn't so grounded in their desires would have easily felt torn down. They would have felt, they would have felt the moment was ruined. You know, they would have felt like I deserved a better experience and I totally deserved a better experience. But it didn't matter who was helping me, what their attitude was, what they said. I was still having a moment of celebration getting this champagne that I have wanted. So he could have said things that were a million times worse and I still would have bought the champagne and still would have had a great fucking time. And here's the thing, because I knew why I wanted the Dom, him saying that I was buying for the label didn't matter. That didn't upset me. And I feel like this is a huge lesson in we can choose to be triggered, we can choose to be defensive, or we cannot give a fuck. And I knew I wanted the Dom because yeah, I had seen it on Instagram. I had seen my mentors drink Dom to celebrate. I've seen celebrities post the photo, you know, whatever. That's called marketing. Like you're going to see it in different places. And because I had seen it in these beautiful ways, yeah, I want to fucking try it. Like, I'm not buying it because it's $250. I'm buying it because I want to experience this elevated champagne that I see all over the fucking place, you know? And when he was also saying like, oh, you're buying for the label, not for the taste. Sir, not everybody has the same taste, you know? So you can, you have to take what people say lightly because everybody is always going to be mirroring and projecting their own limiting beliefs onto you. And when you're really grounded in what you want, why you want that, who you are as a person, there's no point in being triggered or defensive. There's no need to be. And I remember we were walking around the store and I was telling Austin like, He's right. I am buying for the label. Like I'm buying it because I've seen it all over the place and not from any Instagram ad or anything in an ego-based way, but I've seen it in moments of celebration. And I felt like that was something special that I wanted to experience. So that's fine. He's right. And also I don't have to fucking explain myself to him. He's a decrepit man raining on my parade the day before my birthday. Like, I'm sorry, your life is probably really sad if you are telling a 25-year-old girl buying a nice bottle of champagne for herself that she's making the wrong decision, you know? So you get to own your own desires. And I easily could have been triggered in that moment and been like, oh my gosh, he's just saying that I'm buying it from an ego place or because I want to copy someone. I could have been defensive and been like, I'm not buying it for the label. I love champagne. I studied abroad in France. Like I could have been defensive, but I just chose not to care. I was just like, okay, haha, thanks for the other recommendations. And maybe the other ones that he recommended are amazing. Who knows? But that's not what I was looking for that day. It's like when somebody recommends to you to go on a vacation somewhere, but you're going to a different island. You're like, that that island might be great, but this is where I'm going. You know, this is where my flight is booked. Thanks for the input, you know? And I think we give other people too much of our power where we let that upset us. And it doesn't have to upset you. If you know what you want, why you want it, and who you are as a person, then these things don't need to be a big trigger. Now, the last thing I really want to say about this and dissecting what this man told me, he said they produced 7 million bottles last year. And he's like, it's not that exclusive if they're producing 7 million bottles. And my immediate mindset around this, now this is a huge shift 
and signifier between lack mindset and abundance mindset, right? He looked at that as like, well, it's not exclusive because there's all of these different copies. To me, I was like, 7 million bottles produced? That is next level business. I want 7 million units sold in my business of anything. That would be amazing. And so while he was looking at that as that's not exclusive, I immediately thought, that's an exclusive level of success. So now I want to drink it even more because this is so well produced that they sell 7 million bottles a year. Like, like I said, to me, that's an exclusive level of success that the company has tapped into. And so when I consume that product and I'm looking at the box, I have the box in my office. I'm looking at it right now. Every time I look at that, that's what I think of. I think of $7 million, honestly, even though there's a 7 million units, which is a lot more than $7 million. That's what I think of. And so people are going to say things in their own light, from their own limiting beliefs, from their own projections. And it doesn't have to be your truth. And I think there's something to say here about who knows you better. I think we get really triggered about what other people think and say because we think they know better than us. But that man doesn't know me. He doesn't know my intentions. He didn't know the photo shoot I had planned. He didn't know that I was having a Gatsby themed party with a black and gold cake and I wanted the black and gold bottle on my marble table with gold everything, you know? He doesn't know me. He doesn't know what's best for me. And that's okay. That's okay. And so I really wanted to make this episode of like, learn to own your desires. When you look at your what's on your vision board this year, if somebody were to challenge that or in some way insinuate where you were making the wrong decision or your decision or your desires coming from the wrong place, how would you react? Like literally look through every single element of your vision board and think how would you react in that moment? Because if you are triggered or defensive at that, you're not grounded in that desire. You haven't fully owned it. And I think sometimes we're like, again, we're just scared of other people being right about us, but beat them to the chase. They can't be right about you if you are right about you and you're really grounded around the things that you want. Own your desires, okay? When you own all of that, you get to hold the confidence. You get to hold the power when someone else is trying to tear you down or make themselves bigger or seem better. Like for me, it didn't even shake me. I was like, "Ah, I could have had a better experience, 100%. But I still was enjoying the moment. I was still enjoying the purchase. I still sat in the car and like drooled over the box. I'm like, this is so amazing. I can't believe I just did that. I'm so excited to try this, you know? I still made it a moment because... I, I'm not that guy and I don't, I don't go home with that type of mentality where I tear strangers down, you know, like he's probably, he probably thought about that for the rest of his night and how he felt so cool being right. But inside you're just kind of sad, you know, and that's really sad to me. So I, anyways, I want you to feel really grounded about your desires because also when you own your desires wholeheartedly, you're not going to tear down someone else's. And when I was at the mastermind event last weekend, one of the things that one of the hosts, Rachel talked about, she was like, you know, the people at the top, they're not the ones talking shit and tearing people down. They're the ones that are looking to collaborate with other people. And it's, I've heard this quote from several other entrepreneurs of saying like, the rich people aren't the ones making fun of you. It's the broke people who are. And so when you own that, no one can tear it down. No one can take it away from you. 
you will just be a more confident version of you. And then when you're more confident around the things you want, you're more likely to attract that into your life. So I want you to remember, no one can ruin your moment if you have the power. How do you have the power? You need to own your desires and know why you want the things that you do. Okay. It's pretty simple. But sometimes it can be hard because you can be faced with a conversation. And especially like this is an interaction with a complete stranger. You know, when it's an interaction with their friend or a family member, I know it's going to dig a little bit deeper, but even more the reason to be proactive about that work of owning what you desire. So again, your homework is to look through your vision board and ask yourself, like if somebody were to challenge you on this or quote unquote, call you out or try and say something about your desire, would you feel really triggered? Would you feel upset? Would you would you jump to being defensive? What would be that that immediate reaction? Or would you feel really grounded and calmly either explain yourself, not explain yourself, not give a fuck, right? What would that reaction be? Because once you start to hone in on that in all these little areas of your life, you will see how easy it is to stay in your power and how much faster your manifestations are going to come because you are in an empowered vibration. Okay. That's my story for you today. That's our quickie little episode. Don't forget to join the wait list for the next retreat. I'm so excited to see who gets to join us. And if you got value out of this episode and you're like, you're right, I need to work on being triggered and defensive. Send it to a friend who you feel like, oh my God, remember that one time when we popped off on this person and we didn't really need to, you know, send it to a friend, share it with somebody you think, you know, who also needs to hear this message. And I will talk to you next Wednesday. Bye. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to leave a five-star rate and review. I love hearing your takeaways and wins from the podcast in the review section. So don't forget. Love you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye.